Money Roots is made possible by the support of our sponsor, Rooted Planning Group. Are you ready to take control of your financial future? Look no further than Rooted Planning Group, your trusted partner in financial well-being. At www.rootedpg.com, you'll discover a wealth of resources and expertise to help you thrive financially. Rooted Planning Group specializes in personalized financial planning, investment management, and retirement strategies. They understand that every financial journey is unique, and they're here to guide you every step of the way. With a team of experienced advisors, Rooted Planning Group is committed to helping you cultivate a secure and prosperous future. Visit www.rootedpg.com today to learn more about how Rooted Planning Group can help you grow your money roots. Every week, it's my goal to share financial information that helps you both in your life and your financial vineyard. We hope to take you from the roots to the journey of your vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft your delicious life. Like wine, life and finances have different palates that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. This month, we are going to be talking about employee benefits. October is well known as open enrollment season for many of our clients, and we want to get you familiar with many of those benefits before you have to make that election. But before we dig into that, of course, I want to give you the wine that I'm drinking this week. And each week this month, I'll be drinking a different wine and sharing that with you. This week, I'm drinking a Herman Weimer Cab Franc. Now, you're going to notice a theme throughout the month of October in that I just love Cab Francs as, well, I just love Cab Francs, but as the fall comes, it becomes an even more enjoyable wine to me. It's just enough red, just enough body. It's not a sipper in the sense of, you know, the winter cold. It's something you really can savor and enjoy with all of your meals throughout the fall or just enjoying that last bit of warmth in the upper north or the cooler, quote unquote, days in the warmer climates. So I hope you enjoy that wine. If you can't find the Herman Weimer wine, of course, you can go to their website. But if you can't find it, try any Cab Franc and we'd love to hear what you think about it. So digging into employee benefits, we want to make sure you're getting the most from your employee benefits and solving some of the financial problems that we talk about as financial planners. So let's say I offered you an opportunity to spend $6,000 of somebody else's money at a store. How many of you would make sure you spent every dime? even if it meant you had to put in $500 of your own money. How many of you would spend time and map out your strategy so that you got exactly what you wanted? Of course you would. That's exactly what open enrollment is like, free money. And everything in the store is designed to create safety and security for you and your family. The problem is that over half of employees spend less than 30 minutes making decisions that could really impact their lives. 40% don't even understand the choices they are making. And over half of employees leave employer money on the table. It's scary to think that 40% of employees rely on their employer benefits to cover their financial needs 
And that's a big mistake. Now, because employees benefit benefits are the foundation of most impo- most people, it's really important to see how these benefits can solve your life problems. Why do employers offer benefits? Because originally the employer had a problem they wanted to solve. And in order for them to get the benefit, they had to offer the a benefit to all employees of the companies by law. So employers wanted you to take a, uh, advantage of the benefits offered. In addition, many benefit packages use um, purchasing power to create plans that you couldn't get in the open market at the same low rate. Other benefits are subsidized by employers, and if they can save and serve a purpose in your life and you don't use them, then you're just leaving money on the table. One of the problems we see is that employee and people treat employee benefits like products instead of solutions for their life's potentials. We When we look at benefits as a product, we get focused most on the price. Instead, if we look at the benefits as a way to solve our problem, then our examination and our process changes. Think about how you evaluate buying a product that doesn't bring you joy and or any kind of, you know, excitement, but but it's something that you need. How do you evaluate it? Most people think cost first. I know in the past when I was signing up for benefits before I was in this field, well, that's not true. I've always been in this field, but maybe not as advanced in this field. I I would be most concerned with what was leaving my paycheck, especially in my early years. I didn't think my vision is fine. I'll skip vision coverage, uh, disability. I, you know, I guess I've always been a little concerned about it, but I didn't plan to be disabled that year. So maybe I'd take the free benefit and not, not bump it up and pay a little bit for it. I looked for the bare minimums of what I was sure I needed. I didn't necessarily think about uh, possible financial consequences, uh, but as you get older, you certainly do. Uh, in evaluating products, most people start the process thinking about, you know, what's the product description? After looking at cost, we may spend a few moments to see if there's something similar at less of a cost. It's it's not very exciting, so we try to rush through the choices and don't take the time to really look under the hood. People process and think about these changes when, you know, when you're turning to problem solving. What's my problem and its scope? What um, which of the, the products or combination of products will solve my problem the best? And then, you know, digging into the characteristics and details become important to make sure that it's, it is truly solving a problem. Now we have more sense of urgency and, and we see that it's worth more of our time. Remember the first rule of risk management, cover any risk that could have catastrophic consequences. While most of the employee benefit programs are designed to do just that, Employers know that employees dealing with the financial stress due to issues of not being covered well, you know, cost them money. It, it, it's, it doesn't just cost the employee money and stress, but it impacts the ability to focus on work. Yes, your employer's offering benefits for recruiting, retention, and because it's the right thing to do, but there is some self-motivation here. 
Let's start looking at the standard benefits from the point of view of problems they are trying to solve, not just the products on the shelf. Just like you evaluate health insurance, you need to spend some time on dental and vision if you have options. In some cases, we know there's only one option. We just want you to select it in most cases. Don't let those expenses leave you cross-eyed. Dental bills especially can be very expensive. Now, it's not the six-month routine cleaning or visit to the, the dentist, but it's those occasional cavities or um, crowns that are going to be causing the problem. It's the teenager with braces. It's the seniors with bridges and implants. It's the middle-aged people that are getting crowns or teeth removed that drive up big dental costs. Really, what drives people to visit the dentist is either because they're paying for a benefit and don't want to lose that money, or a lot of times they're in real pain. Now, I personally go to the dentist every six months and would probably go every three months. I just love the way my mouth feels and there's been a lot of studies that have shown uh, good oral health is really um, good for personal health as well. If you get an infection in your mouth, that can lead to other problems. So when we think about dental insurance, um, you know, it's something that is there for you if you need it. And it can incent you to, to go and get those uh, dental cleanings and maybe prevent some of those big problems. The real benefit of coverage is that preventative side. When people can go and can avoid many of those major expenses by taking care of their teeth routinely, then, you know, we're not subjected to those big, big expenses. A big side benefit is that by planning those expenses ahead of time and utilizing the insurance and maybe the flex plans or the AHSA, you will know that your medical, dental, and vision bills will be covered and you won't be relying on credit cards or taking out high interest loans to pay for those procedures. It's those unplanned procedures that people frequently say can cause them, you know, big problems or even possibly put them into debt. So even if your insurance really doesn't save you anything, like it's a wash, if we do the analysis and say, well, you're putting into the plan what you're going to get out. In most cases, it's probably beneficial for you to at least take advantage of that. If you're still on the fence as to whether or not you want to elect dental and vision, here's some things that you can do maybe to plan ahead, some easy steps to plan ahead. First, uh, collect past dental bills and vision bills to see what you spent each year. Also, ask your dentist if there's any kind of procedure they think that you might need in the next year and get some quotes and costs. If you need a root canal, fillings, cosmetics, anything like that, ask the dentist any concerns that they have. They'll be glad to give you that information. Ask for any suggested plans that will cover the type of uh, expenses and any options that would be included for them. So in other words, if you have the insurance, if you have the insurance, ask the insurance company, will you cover these procedures at how much? It also depends on a lot if your dentist is in network or out of network. And regardless of whether they're in or out, the insurance company will still tell you what they're going to pay and you can make some decisions on that. Be aware of the fact that if you aren't in a dental plan right now, that some plans will make you wait a year for some of the procedures and some of them do have maximum lifetime benefits. So you'll want to check into that. Think about the 
the projected vision costs as well for the next year. Maybe you want to switch from uh, regular glasses to contacts, or maybe you need some prescription glasses, or maybe you're going to need new glasses. I know for me, as I've aged, the uh, prescription on the distance for my glasses hasn't changed at all, but it seems like every single year my bifocal uh, requirement goes up. So every year I'm getting new glasses, which are not cheap when you do the bifocals. Maybe you like the progressive versus, you know, the where the, they have the lines and the transition glasses are great if you uh, don't want to have to have a separate pair for sunglasses. All of those expenses can add up. And even if your insurance doesn't cover it 100%, if it makes sense for you to have that insurance and it helps reduce the cost and it's a wash, then it may be beneficial for you to take advantage of that. To make it easy to decide, if you have multiple options, to make it easy to decide which plan, you can use your um comparison like you can sit down and do some comparison pages or we have in the show notes an actual like evaluator a lot of companies will provide that as an option as well they'll they'll actually give you a comparison page or uh, they'll give you a side-by-side you know summary of what the different dental plans are or vision plans i should say When it comes to those extra out-of-pocket expenses that we were just talking about, we really encourage people to plan for that during open enrollment as well because you can save taxes and avoid credit card buildup by electing to participate either in the flexible spending plan, which we call the FSA, the limited purpose flexible spending plan, and HSA. So you sometimes will have those three options, depending on the type of health plan that you elect, which we're going to be talking about later. Uh, That is something that you might dig into a little bit more. So again, gauging on the amount of expenses that you might have out of pocket, you can use one of those plans to on a pre-tax basis to help you. Many people think, well, I'll just deduct the taxes or just deduct the expenses on my income taxes. It's very challenging to do that because to itemize your tax return in today's tax law, under today's tax law, is very challenging. And even if you were to, to be able to do it, or even if you do itemize, it's only above 7.5% of your adjusted gross income that you could itemize. So that first 7.5% is wiped out. And it's only if you can itemize your tax return, which is, like I said, very, very challenging to do. So we encourage people to participate in the flexible spending, the limited purpose flexible spending, or the HSA to make these expenses all pre-tax. So it's another way to save, but it's saving you taxes at the same time. Very beneficial in our opinion. These plans allow you to spend that money, you know, on like we said earlier, could be braces, could be deductibles, could be out-of-pocket expenses. Now, the limited purpose is usually just limited to dental and vision, where the flexible spending plan, the FSA, is limited to more copays. It could even be like uh, doctor visits and chiropractic visits, flu shots, prescriptions, all of those sort of things. The HSA does the same thing, and you can couple the HSA with the limited purpose FSA, but you can't do the FSA and the HSA. I know sounds confusing, but these are things that we want you to be aware of these options and sit down and actually understand them. Just as a reminder, with the flexible spending account, it is a lose it or use it 
excuse me, a use it or lose it option. Although you can take $550 over to the next year, it is something that you have to use up. So those flexible spending accounts, you really do need to use them. It's usually pretty easy to do that with one pair of glasses, depending on how much money you have left over at the end of the year. Uh, but of course, we don't want you to oversave. Now, the HSA, that health savings account, that is different. That is something that rolls over each year. If you don't use it, you don't use it. You don't lose it. So make sure you find out what the rules are for your plan as far as the flexible spending accounts, whether it's limited purpose or whether it's the full-fledged flexible spending accounts. This means when you're enrolling the next year, if you have a balance, of course, you would want to reduce the amount that you're putting in because you have, you're already starting with something. Now, the HSA, in most cases, we encourage people to continue to max those out as much as they can, even if there is a balance left over, because we do want people to have the maximum amount in that HSA in case they have a year where they need it or to utilize as an extra savings vehicle. These plans are saving you probably somewhere in the middle of 30% in taxes. So it's, it's super important that you take um, into consideration, not just the amount that you're saving aside, but the taxes that you're saving. And remember, if you're having, we, we generally find with those HSAs and, and FSAs that if you um, if you are somebody who is a low healthcare user, then the HSA is really beneficial for you. And also a lot of times, if you're a high healthcare user, the HSAs often are better for you because you're maxing out the spending and it actually makes sense for you to utilize those. A lot of times employers will actually give you, uh, some incentive to contribute to the HSA. So don't look that gift horse in the mouth as well. And don't forget also, most employers are offering the ability to have a plan. It's a flexible spending plan for child care as well. So you could have that particular plan, a dependent care FSA as well. So if you have any kind of care that you provide for a child or a dependent those flexible spending plans can take that and put it into pre-tax basis, which is very significant. It forces you to budget for these medical expenses. I mean, that's really the, the bottom line. And it's important that you're taking advantage of the plans, um, you know, from that perspective. When you're, when you're thinking about planning all these options out, that's why we say to you, sit down and sort of think about what's going on and plan the expenses. And if you're looking at having children, Let's make sure that we don't forget that as well and look at both plan options or the multiple plan options that you have available to um, to pay for those delivery expenses and post child care expenses and that flexible plan for child care. Um, those can be very high cost expenses. And if you can take advantage of uh, those pre-tax savings, it's very, very advantageous for you. Now we've talked a lot about the various types of plans, um, HSA, uh, FSA. We actually have in the show notes a link to a YouTube video of this particular podcast that we actually are recording. And in there, there is a list of all the limits. It's actually, I actually took it back to 2018 just so you can see the progression. The new limits for 2021 were 3,600 for HSA and 7,200 for family. Now that's if you're under 50. If you're over 50, you can contribute an additional 1,000. And then the maximum, the the minimum deductible 
the minimum, yeah, deductible. If you're if you're part of an uh, what they call high deductible plan, uh, the companies have to have fourteen hundred and twenty eight hundred. So fourteen hundred for individual, twenty eight hundred for family in twenty twenty one. Now those rules are obviously going to change, and they've actually released some of that information, and they will provide you that information in your employee benefit flyer, right? And it's important to understand if your employer contributes a portion of it, that does reduce the amount that you would be able to contribute. The healthcare FSA, now that's not the limited purpose FSA or the uh, dependent care FSA, but this is for healthcare purposes. That is 2,750. So again, pay attention to all those limits in your open enrollment material. But if you want to look back at historical information, we have that in the the show notes uh, in the YouTube video that we've prepared for you. And that's a wrap on our dental envision summary of open enrollment and employee benefits. We hope you found this very helpful. We hope you take the time to look at on and compare all the, the dental envision options that you have available and to plan it out for next year. Of course, if you have any questions, please feel free to send them our way. Feel free to share this with anybody that you think might find the information helpful. And if you have just a few minutes, hop on over to iTunes and rate the show. We'd love to hear what you have to say about it. You can contact us also at info at rootedpg.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our Facebook page, our LinkedIn page, and our Instagram page. We hope you all found this information very helpful. And that will about do it for today's episode of Wine and Dime. You can contact Amy through the website, www.rootedpg.com or amy at rootedpg.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at RootedPG for the latest news. And if you have any questions, comments, or topics you would like to hear about, feel free to let us know. And don't forget to rate and subscribe the show wherever you get your podcasts. And again, thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next time.